Welcome to the Grow People Podcast with Pastor Jason, lead pastor of Revolution Church. My name is David Stein, and I'm the campus pastor at our Canton location. Uh, the purpose of the Grow People Podcast is to help grow people. Grow them. Yep. Uh, pastor Jason is out of town this yeah. week. Uh, you know, he's been getting his doctorate, uh, so he had school and a little time off. So joining us today, it's very exciting, is the second longest tenured staff member. It's true. That yes. is correct. That's uh, correct. Here at Revolution. Yes. Um, he was here prior to Pastor Jason. He is our campus development pastor. You've probably figured it out by now. Uh, he is our Jasper campus pastor. Mm -hmm. He fills the role of the executive pastor of ministries uh, and finance and business and, and on occasion uh, leads worship in Jasper. Uh, he is on the board of directors. Uh, he is the most interesting man alive. Please welcome Pastor Chad Elliott. Hey, how are you? Did I get did I get that all correct? Yeah, it, all, all of it. Yeah. All of it. You are the most interesting man alive. That's not true. No. It, no. Gentleman, farmer, entrepreneur, chief of staff of Super Wow for oh my, three years. Well, well, I mean. I don't even. You throw around these things, and I'm like, <laughs> that didn't exist. There wasn't. A, there was nothing called Super Wow, was there? <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, so it was just a, it was, um, the Georgia Baptist camp, okay. um, that you know, Fort Walton, Jekyll, uh, we did, I think one in Pigeon Forge one time. It was phenomenal. I mean, we, uh, yeah, we got to see a lot of kids saved student camp, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of camp. I love camp. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big deal in the life of a, of a teenager to have that time away and, you know, be able to discover what God's doing in their life to hear from him without mm -hmm. the distractions of their normal life and stuff like that. So. Um, well, we're yeah, going to talk about camp in, yep. in just a little bit. Uh, you were in a Christian band uh, <laughs> called Elsewhere. I was. Yes, um, I was. Uh, you may, of course, remember their their big hit, uh, Seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a deep dive on the internet today. Seahorse? Sea Wasn't that on the, on the record? No. That was not on the record. That well, is not even a song. No. Well, then you got to go on Wikipedia and change Th there's it. There's actually other bands called elsewhere out no, there no no you're in the description oh really yes the, i what, don't even was there a, a jetliner on the cover there was yeah okay seahorse it that's listed in the in the in the tracks it's not name, that song is not even on there <laughs> <laughs> name some other songs so uh so our, our big song was welcome home we had a song called offering that that uh, was, was on there bit, yeah that's um, on there so yeah, you know, uh, like Eagles, one of them. You know, okay. Put on there. All right. yeah. Well, another so, reason why you cannot believe everything you, you read. Definitely seahorse. Seahorse, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, that and I that I brought it up because I wanted to know what was that song. <laughs> yeah, me too. I want to know yeah. what that song is too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, and I don't know how like that would have anything to do with like Christian music. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, know. To me either. Okay, so okay. that's going to be interesting. Okay. That's going to be fun to look up. Yeah, you know, okay. when when Pastor Jason is here, we usually take this time. We're talking about things like Whataburger, yeah, uh, Bucky's. Okay, um, what's your thing? I, I you know, um, do you have a thing? I don't. You know, people try to. I don't know, but no, I think <laughs> yeah, not I, having a thing is my thing. Okay, you know, <laughs> I, I think I'm. I don't know. I, I don't want to say I'm non-committal because I feel like I am pretty committal are. to yes, things. You're very intentional. Um, you know, even talking about because you know Jason and I talk about this a lot and. Like we have a diversity of like college football fans on our staff, mm -hmm. and I'm from Georgia, but I've I've never been a Georgia fan. My mom even she's an alumni of Georgia, 
but like we we never look we never watched games we never went to games mm. as a kid so I never like I never got into that culture of UGA football um but my wife um she has been an Auburn fan for a while so I, I and I I've we've gone to games and things like that so I've fallen in love with Auburn football so War Eagle okay there yeah you, there you, so, which which I'm I'm fine with I, I, I get I've it. always been good with with yeah. Auburn you know right they're tigers and yeah they, they, there's that adage you know clemson yeah. is just auburn with a lake yeah so yeah so fine with that you, you and, were and, in a, and faded colors and the, i think thad told me that that like clemson got their colors from old auburn uniforms i did not know that and it was fate i think that's right it may be you, completely you, false just but like, that's just, what thad told me. just like seahorse just like seahorse <laughs> yes. it could be completely false not on the album at all but you, right. you were at one point yeah. decades ago or a decade ago at least okay. in a Revolution Church fantasy football league. I was. How, was how did that go? Terrible. But I loved every <laughs> minute of it. I was and like it was it was terrible because so we did four we did four gatherings at that time. So we were setting up and tearing down in the Cherokee County Conference Center. Mm-hmm. But like during football season my whole teardown crew, they were all in this fantasy league. So about one o'clock in the afternoon, they're all on their phones trying to pick their, you know, pick their players for that afternoon. And yeah, I'm trying to tear down and pick my quarterback and all this other kind of stuff. So I was terrible at it. You know? so <laughs> it was, I was, I was double-minded for sure. So I had <laughs> to give just, it up. We're just trying to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, That was terrible. Put your it. phones down. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to get into some stuff today on the grow people podcast. Okay. Uh, little bit from the message from the past weekend we'll talk about abide how we want to come out of this fasting season but before we do um, i had a chance to sit down with our student ministers for a few minutes uh, because there's a lot going on in students so uh, before we get to that pastor chad let's welcome in uh, canton student minister dave arbogast and jasper student minister jeremy white welcome to the gpp hey Good to be here. Good to be here. It's the Grow People Podcast. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I'm so excited to have you guys here because there's so much going on in our student ministry, and I want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on because we're going uh, further. We're going uh, deeper with uh, theology this year, Mm -hmm. and one of the things we're doing is called High School Weekend, and it's coming up real soon. Yeah. Yeah. February 24th through the 26th, we're having our high schoolers that have registered. They're coming in and uh, it's going to be a really great time. There there are certain conversations that we can have with high schoolers that we can't really get in depth with, with middle schoolers. And so that's kind of the heart behind this. We want to have a time that is just dedicated to high schoolers where we can talk on their level and be able to pour into just them at this moment uh, in their lives. Because this is high schoolers are encountering things that are crazy right now. Yeah. And so we want to instill them with foundational theological principles and truths that can help them the rest of their lives. Uh, this weekend is when? February 24th through the 26th. Okay, it's not a lock-in. No. Uh, they'll, they'll come here on Friday and no. they'll go home. They'll come back on Saturday. And when you're talking about foundational theological truths, we're going to go uh, We're going to go big yeah. uh, with the five solas. That's right. So explain... Explain where we're going and how this plays out in the life of a high school over the next several years. Yeah, so the five solas are big, deep theological concepts that are key and core to Christianity, uh, things that we absolutely believe to be true. So that's uh, scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone, 
and Glory to God Alone. And that's the one that we're covering this year is Glory to God Alone. And throughout the four years of a high schooler's life, and if they go to all four years of high school weekend, they'll have gone through all five of the solas and get to know them, know how they apply to their lives and how uh, they should be living them out as well. So it, we think it's going to be a really great time of understanding and diving deep into these subjects that, again, we can't really always cover on a Wednesday night. What's a win for you guys coming out of this first weekend? That's a good question, David. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, one, uh, for our high schoolers to feel connected uh, when we're creating an environment just for them and, and for them to see God as big, mm. like for them to uh, maybe whatever picture of God that they had, whatever um, a home they grew up in, however God was displayed to them, that he's just displayed as bigger than they ever thought he was mm-hmm. um, and that they're just in awe of who he is and not only what he can do, but what he's done for them. Excellent. So this will be different than Wednesday nights, uh, much more intimate. Yeah. Uh, you've limited it to 75 high school yes. students, uh, and that's coming up. And if you have not signed up, or if you're listening to this and you have high schoolers who have not signed up, go to the website, go to the app, sign up for high school weekend. Next thing for students is big, big, uh, big, big. mission camp, mm-hmm. taking 250 uh, students to mission camp this year, and that's the biggest amount of most most kids. Yep, the most mm-hmm. the mostest amount of kids. <laughs> I talk for a living. Um, so, tell us about mission camp this year. Yeah, uh, mission camp is something we've been doing for uh, quite a couple years now, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of become part of the culture of our student ministry, the culture of of uh, the church, even where we've seen how that uh, influenced. The best way we could describe it is it's uh, one part mission trip, one part student camp. And when we first went, we thought, hey, if we get 50% of a mission trip and 50% of a summer camp, then, hey, it'll be a win. And we just felt like we got 100% of both, that uh, students are able to go and learn uh, about who God is and, and plug in and, and find Him deeper. And they're able to take some of what they're learning and some of what God's doing in their hearts and able to put it in action and serve mm-hmm. and, and love the community. Yeah. So uh, we'll be going to uh, Lee University at Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, we'll be serving the community around there and uh, uh, sitting in multiple sessions, worshiping, learning about who God is, growing closer to each other, growing closer to God. And it's always a a really great time. And and just like anything, I mean, just like this fast, we don't want to end the fast and then just go right back to the way we were living. Coming out of mission camp last year, uh, a bunch of the students decided, hey, this this is how I want to live my life. Yeah, we had uh, a few of our eighth graders actually get together right after camp and realize, like, hey, we, w- we can do this at home. We can do this where we're at. And so they got together. They're starting to form their own nonprofit organization and working with communities and organizations within our area to reach out to the community. And it, it's been really cool to see. They've even uh, come to us with ideas, and and we've been able to put on, like, uh, uh, packing the food out for uh, uh, Hope for Christmas. We did that. Because of them, they they really put that forward and helped organize all of that. So it was it's been really cool to see them take that, just like Jeremy was saying, and not just do it there in Cleveland, Tennessee, but bring it home. Excellent. So we've got a high school weekend. We've got mission camp and mission camp. Uh, you can sign up on the website or on the app. Uh, you're listening to the Grow People podcast, by the way. Uh, Dave Arbogast and Jeremy Whitehead are our guests. They are our student ministers in Canton and in Jasper, respectively. If you are a parent of a of a student and you're listening right now, the next parent night is coming up real soon, next yeah. next Wednesday. February 8th. February 8th. Yeah. And you're not going to want to miss this one. Um, if there's 
anything you can do to be here because this sets up a huge series uh, for students and it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our uh, series is called Relationship Goals and really looking at uh, God's design for relationships, uh, not just for our students now, but really for for the rest of his life. What does his word say uh, about this thing he's created and how we're supposed to operate in it? And so uh, we'll be uh, five weeks long and we'll be uh, covering topics like God's design for sex and sexuality, uh, marriage, LGBTQ, uh, pornography, boundaries and relationships. And uh, one of my favorite things that we do in all of our relationship series is uh, we have our leader panel where we uh, talk to some of our leaders and, and let them speak into uh, the lives of all of our students with their personal experiences and um, how God has influenced them and, and guided them into light and truth. And uh, that's always really impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have gotten an email if you are a parent of a student. Um, I would encourage you to read that email yeah. because uh, these guys shared something that is really important. You may think that your student isn't ready to hear these things, but rest assured, they're hearing it from yep. the wrong people. Yep. They're hearing it from the wrong sources. Yeah, and and that's been really key to our heart of why we do this. Uh, like, They are hearing it in their friend groups. They're hearing it in health classes. They're hearing it. Uh, in media, they're hearing it everywhere. And just like you said, it's from the wrong source and they're not seeing it from the biblical point of view many times. And so that's what we want to do. We want to bring forward God's actual design, God's viewpoint on all of these things and his His purpose for it, because that's going to be more important than anything else. And, and you guys aren't teaching a health class. No. no, this is this is more a worldview. We want to change the way you think, not as much execution. We're going to let parents <laughs> handle that part and encourage them to do so. Uh, but yeah, our, our goal is that they walk away uh, understanding that um, this is something that God designed. It didn't just happen. It's not just something that random God designed it. Therefore, uh, he has authority over it. Uh, it's intended for our good. Uh, and in all the aspects, especially when we realize that we do live in a broken, fallen world, uh, and because of that, we see broken things all around us, uh, that we look at how the church has responded it to it historically um, and maybe not great in some areas, especially when it comes to uh, matters of LGBTQ and things like that, and then how we as the church now uh, have the opportunity to, to lead out in mm-hmm. uh, championing truth, uh, but also loving people really well. Excellent. There, there's a, uh, a wave going through churches right now where people are not hearing the truth. They're not hearing the truth of God's Word, and I'm so thankful that we have a church. Uh, and I, People say, oh, it's great that you're taking a risk. And we're not taking a risk. It's God's word. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's not risky at all. Yeah. It's the truth of God's word. And I'm so thankful that you guys are ready to uh, talk about this with our students. It's a really, really important series. Make sure that um, you're prioritizing yeah. uh, your students being here on Wednesday nights. There's a ton of other things that they could be doing and lots of activities and make sure that if you're a parent and you see that there is a parent night, we want to, we want you to partner with us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do these parent nights because we want to pour into parents. I mean, we, we get to see students two hours out of the, out of the week, three hours, maybe Uh, you get them the rest of the time. And Mm -hmm. so we want to be there to help you, to encourage you, to uh, equip you with whatever resources we have. Uh, And this is a, key topic that we could, I think, really help in that conversation. You guys, day in, day out, you're talking to students, you're pouring into students, you're leading students. 
what's the number one thing you're seeing right now? These are the questions we couldn't prepare for. No, this is great. Uh, I think for uh, for me, when I look at our students, I think, uh, which isn't, isn't necessarily anything new, I think uh, you're seeing some changes in culture, um, whereas maybe when I grew up, uh, it was um, just cultural, especially in, in the South, to just mm-hmm. be Christian. That was, that was Being Christian was the same thing as being an American. It was right. because of where you lived. It was part of your culture. Sure. Uh, you're starting to see some of that change, um, whereas uh, students are having more of an identity of themselves mm-hmm. and pushing boundaries and pushing um, things that their uh, parents may have uh, said but don't live out, so they don't see a truth in that. They just, they're, they're questioning things. Right. Uh, and that leads to a lot of identity issues where they're trying to say, uh, who am I? Uh, that influences, like we're talking about with their sexuality, that influences what what they believe about God, who he's created them to be, their value, uh, where they belong, where they fit in at. And so th- those identity issues are are always huge. Dave? Yeah. I, I mean, identity was going to be my answer. I, we see that so in so many different aspects of their lives, not just uh, what they believe about themselves, as Jeremy said, but then what they end up going to do. Uh, what their career is, why they go into their career, uh, what they end up valuing when they go to college. And uh, when they go there, they make a lot of big decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives and then into early adulthood. And that identity, if we can capture them right now and let them know what their identity is in Christ, that's going to change the rest of their lives. Because, I mean, our identity in Christ is better than our identity in anything else that we could have. I asked this question at the end of the year in our year-end celebration that you saw on New Year's Day, if you were gathered online. Uh, you guys are both dads. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, not that you wouldn't be doing all this anyway, but there's a little extra pressure <laughs> because yeah. your kids are going to be students in a, a shorter time than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, students that we have now are going to be their leaders, maybe. Yeah, so. So, so extra incentive to, <laughs> to, to pour into them. H- how do you see... Uh, student ministry 10 years from now, 15 years from now? I mean, I would hope that it has the same heart to mm-hmm. reach not only uh, not only the students where they're at, but parents and families mm-hmm. where they're at as well. Excellent. Um, with grace and understanding mm-hmm. and truth. I, I would hope that that's where it is. And right. uh, personally, I hope to still be there uh, and mm-hmm. still be doing student ministry. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I feel. Yeah, I think um, some of the things we're already seeing that are successful now, I think some of the things that we'll see 10, 15 years now is empowering students uh, mm-hmm. to lead. Um, I think, uh, you know, um, I mean, Paul said it to Timothy, don't let people look down on you because of your age, because of your youth, because of your experience. And just we, Dave shared that story of some of our eighth graders. Like yeah. when you think about, we're telling the story that our eighth, like we have some students that are, organizing a nonprofit, you're like, man, your seniors are awesome. We're like, no, these are these are eighth <laughs> yeah. graders. And there's an automatic something inside of us that almost has discredited it a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. and so we have to caution that in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But man, just uh raising raising up a generation that says, I, I believe in you, that you can do, man, God-sized things and and empowering them to do that. Uh man, I see I think you'll see everything change. Guys, um, I'm so uh, thankful for you. Uh, I love you both. I'm excited about student ministry. And as we uh, leave today's podcast, uh, we're going to get back to uh, Pastor Chad in in just a second. Um, I just want to encourage you, keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Keep pouring into these kids. Keep being in their lives. Keep 
uh, inviting parents. And if you are a parent listening right now, don't miss this opportunity to partner with us in the growth of your students. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Pastor Chad, uh, no more critical time uh, for truth to be taught to our students. Yeah, and, sure. and you have uh, some challenges because you've got one. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I've, I've got two. I've got an 18-year-old now, which is crazy to even think about having an 18-year-old. And yeah, I, I don't a, mean you have challenges No, in, no, in them. lots of challenges, for sure. Okay. Parent, parenting kids is challenging, <laughs> especially in this environment. I mean, it's. Yeah. Um, I think if ever there was a time to have something to fall back on, and I don't even, that's maybe a wrong term, but something that you can stand on, a good mm-hmm. foundation, sure. is now. You know, to understand what Scripture says about parenting and and how you lead your kids um, into a, a growing and loving relationship with Jesus and introducing Him, I think there's, there's yeah. So, um, it, you know, it, it is um, it's challenging, mm-hmm. um, but man, I think um, I really do believe this um, from from my core, uh, from an awakening standpoint, a revival standpoint um, that. This generation, if ever there was a generation that had the opportunity um, to to speak truth, uh, um, juxtaposed to the culture, it's now. Um, And I think that makes it so um, important for us as parents to understand how we lead our kids in that and how we set them up and prepare them Mm -hmm. for the the challenges that they're going to face culture-wise with the gospel um, and presenting that to people. And and how to communicate that and how to how to wield that sword real well. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a huge mandate for us as parents. And foundationally, we want to help you as a church yeah. grow in that, so sure. that you can uh, be that person in your home yeah. uh, for your students. Yep. So uh, we're in our season of abide. We are. Uh, we just finished the fourth week. We started out with a hunger for holiness. Yep. Uh, then we got into habits for holiness. Yep. Then pursuing wisdom for holiness. And I know that's one of uh, your favorite things to talk sure. about. I yep. know Proverbs is your favorite book. Yeah, right. And uh, and then this past weekend, I got into humility and help for holiness. Mm-hmm. Humility plays such a big role in our relationship with Jesus, of course, yeah. uh, but also in how we abide in him. It is. And I, I want to say, just message was amazing. And, oh. it, you know, um, if, if you haven't watched the message, you need to go back and um, and watch that because humility is such a key part. And you can't have abiding without that component mm-hmm. of, of humility. It just does not happen. Um, it, it becomes arrogance, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and the opposite. And I think you laid that out so well um, because humility comes from getting to a place that I need help. Like I, I need to come to a place where you know I, I I want other people around me that are that are lifting me up and I'm I'm able to have a different perspective um, of of life in general um, because I have and I th- it's so important to to be in church and to and to engage in that continual process of repositioning ourselves and and asking questions about how how am I following Jesus you know how, which what, which direction am I going. Um, and being able to to understand that from the people around you and speaking in truth, speaking in truth mm-hmm. to your life. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that struck me in studying for this, and Pastor Jason said this to me, you know, one of the reasons that we don't ask for help is we're sometimes 
we're not humble. <laughs> sure. And yeah. Um, and it's because our hungers are off. Oh, yeah. And it, and it struck me, of course, if I'm hungry for something that doesn't line up with God's word, yeah, I'm not going to ask for help from God, right? With that, yeah, because I'm I, I'm hungry for that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not saying God, you're more important than that. Yep. So when we put ourselves in a humble posture under the authority of God's word, under uh, under His guidance, it's it's almost like a, a math equation. Well, of course, it will equal to asking him for help and asking for others. Well, yeah. Um, and what a freeing place to get to mm-hmm. that it's not all on us. You know, it's not, it's not, not all up to me to, to do whatever, you know, uh, whatever comes at us in life to, to tackle whatever struggles that we have. It's, it's not up to me. Not, not only do, do we have the foundation of what Christ did for us on the cross we have, like Pastor Jason talked about, the help of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but we also have the hands and feet of of our brothers and sisters in Christ that are locked arms, and we're doing this thing together. Um, and that becomes a really powerful force that, uh, again, does not look like everything else around us, where we're individualistic, where we should be by ourselves, we should isolate, and all that kind of stuff. You know, we all know that that is the the tactic of the enemy is to get us alone, isolate us. But man, you know what? What Jesus says is there's freedom when when we come together under the grace and mercy of Christ. Mm. We're able to move forward and, and see progress happen in our own lives, in our communities, in our families, and all that kind of stuff. And that should be such a freeing idea. Yes. So yes, and God puts these helps in front of us. Oh yeah. Everywhere you turn. Yep. So you know, I kind of laid that out. Yeah. Whether whether it's uh, community groups or care groups yep. or brothers and sisters in Christ around yeah, yeah. you or the gathering of church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 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 being able to you know, we're local church guys. Yeah. You know, uh, we we believe in the local church and and the cool thing is we get to see the benefits of the local church firsthand every single day. Um and I think it's important in our own lives. I mean not just not just the thousands of people mm-hmm. that we get to see uh, you know interact uh, on a weekly basis but i know for me and i know for my own family and and what it's done for uh, me as a dad uh, you know me as a husband you know a, a friend all of those things uh, there's nothing like it mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing like the local church yes. um to to make that happen I, and i think and i have this conversation all the time um when when people talk about I don't. I don't necessarily need the church, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or uh, my church is looks different, or my church is is mm-hmm. you know what X Y Z, you know. Or, or I listen to this guy online, and, yeah. and he's my pastor, right? Well, no, he doesn't know you. Yeah, he, he's not going to bury you. No, he's not going to marry you. That's right. That's right. And it has to be a both and. Yeah. You know, we can we can watch and 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 pull in all the content that we sure. want from. But anywhere. I mean, we can get it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's never ending. And, and don't get me wrong. I do. I watch messages. Me too. Yeah, for sure. But I come under the authority of the local church. That's correct. That's correct. And, and if we don't have a launching point like the local church to to step out in, mm-hmm. then then we're we're missing out on on such a key component of um, I guess progress and 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 success, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. in, in our life. Um, I don't want to use that. You know, flippantly, um, but to see God's 
uh, design for us and God's calling play out in us, we have to have a launching pad. And that's yeah. what the local church is because it gives you strength. It gives you a, a foundation to, to have courage and, and, and strength to go out from. Mm. Um, and if we don't have that, mm-hmm. we're standing on shaky ground. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. You said something to me yesterday, and it was so powerful. I couldn't stop thinking about it all the rest of the day. Hmm. You tied humility to gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I think there's, and, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, I think there's, uh, in, in life, uh, we know that there are there are keys and doors, you know. Um, there are doors that, that we want to walk through, but we have to have the keys to open those doors to, to walk through them, you know, to get into the rooms that we want to be in, uh, no matter what that is in, in life. And things like humility that you talked about, and like Pastor Jason talked about wisdom, you know, those become, those becomes very important um, components in, in walking in the rooms that we want to walk in. Um, and, and if we don't have a and, and and that's what God's been talking to me in in this uh, this season of abiding is is gratitude that no matter what no matter what's going on I can step in and I can say well God I know that you've given me breath in my lungs um, I, I know that that you will continue to sustain me I know that you have saved me and you can always come back to those those key things that Christ has done in our life and stand in a posture of gratitude no matter what life throws at us. Um, and, and for lack of a better term, that makes us real dangerous. Mm. You know, that, make, mm. that, that makes the believer real dangerous because the enemy has nothing on us at that point. That's right. You know, he, he, he can't combat that when we come to him with, with the truth and the gratitude of that displayed in gratitude. Say, listen, I, I'm... I've already been bought and paid for. Um, I, I'm I'm already owned by a loving father. Yes. You know, you got mm-hmm. nothing on me. If you're listening to this podcast and we're still in the season of abide, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, this podcast drops the Wednesday before the end of abide. It yep. drops February 1st, and then we'll have our abide nights, and then we'll break the fast. Mm-hmm. We'll come to the end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yep. on Sunday at both of our locations, worship and communion. If you're listening to this, we have an opportunity. Yeah. And the opportunity is, hey, what does Monday look like? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> what What does the end of this yep. fast look like? That's right. And I think it's a fascinating conversation. It is. And it's a conversation that has to happen. Yeah. When I, Again, I think it goes back to, and, and I said it, um, I think it goes back to keys and doors. Um, because we, we all have things and, and we come to the beginning of, of the year, whether we set resolutions or not, I think we all c- come with an expectation, Hey, something's, something good is going to happen this year. I, or I'd like something good to happen this year. Mm-hmm. And we may look back on the last year and be like, I just wanted to be different than last year, you know? Um, but we come with some kind of expectation of, of what this next year is going to look like. And, and I think that's human nature. You know, when, when you have endings and new beginnings, you, you, you want to set yourself up or you have these hopes, you know? And I think the, the, the ability, the components to, to fulfilling those hopes um, and understanding what our next steps are, are, are those things that, 
that we continually talk about. And fasting is one of those things. Like fasting is a key to open up doors in, in our life. Um, spiritual disciplines are those things that open up doors in our life. Generosity is, is one of those keys that opens up mm-hmm. the door to so many things that we hope for, you know, that we want to get to. Um, and, and you and I talked about this yesterday, just um, the verse in Philippians, Philippians 4.8, you know, and I, I, I can read it real quick. Um, I think it's important to to get to that. Um, when when Pastor Chad was uh, sitting in my office and we're just talking about this, and he brought up Philippians four eight, I just got goosebumps. Uh, this verse is something that I heard as a non believer every day for five years, from so eighth grade to twelfth grade. Um, I heard it every day at lunch. Yeah. I heard it three times a week, and I I said this before I went to an Episcopalian boarding school. So nice little Jewish boy from Philadelphia at an Episcopalian boarding school. <laughs> and we had chapel three days a week. Yeah. The school motto was Philippians 4, 8. Mm. So we heard it every single day. And not a bad one to hear every single day. And I right. didn't know what it meant until I was 45. But isn't that cool that even at that, that point, God was still preparing you, planting yep. seeds in you that, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when the Holy Spirit came and you understood some of that, oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, when I, when I started reading the Bible yeah, yeah. in in two thousand six, and yep. I, I I get to Philippians, I'm like, dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that verse. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> someone read it real quick. So, um, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence. If there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And this is the, cool, this is the coolest part because this is the promise. And the God of peace will be with you. So I don't think anybody, like if you look at that verse and you start out with just reverse engineer it, right? You start out with the promise. I think everybody wants to come to Anything that they start and say, I, you know, I want this, I want, I want God to be with me, the God of peace to be with me, mm-hmm. and, and produce that. And nobody says, well, this year I want it to be filled with anxiety. What's funny because <laughs> earlier, earlier in Philippians, the verse before, or verses before, it says, don't be anxious for right. anything, mm-hmm. but with prayer and supplication, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, I, I think that's how we, our posture should be towards this. Yes. You know, we come reverse engineering Philippians 4 8 and say, God, I want you to be with me. So if if that's the promise, I want you to walk with me through the rest of the year, not mm-hmm. just the first 21 days. I want you to walk with me for the rest of the year. How do I position myself to do that? And, and I know for me, like in every fast that we've done, and I know so many others that that have gone through these fasts for the last few years, that we, you know, we want to um we examine the fast in itself and we say, what do I what do I need to hold on to? What do I what don't I need to bring back at all? Right. You know, because it, when, we, when we get past it on Monday, what doesn't need to be implemented back at all? Now, mm-hmm. now if we're fasting from food, you know, you can't <laughs> fast from food forever. <laughs> so, you know, you, you've got to implement some of that stuff back on, you know, from from a physical standpoint. You start eating again probably in a normal manner. But what are the things that I'm I am going to fight to hold on to? Right. That I know, fulfilling this verse that are that are excellent and they're lovely, and you know that 
that are they're just good in my life and and see what they've produced over the last 21 days mm-hmm. and say let's multiply that yeah how do we multiply this 21 days to the rest of this year to the rest of this decade to the rest of my life and allow those things to take i mean complete root in us and that begins to again that begins to be the key through that spiritual discipline to open up those doors that we all hope for yeah we all want to get to mm-hmm. you know um and 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 fight for it and allow god to to fight for us and the, you know battle belongs to him let him do it you know so in these last few days of the fast start praying ask god what don't you want me to bring back right yeah you know if if there was something that you went into this man i got to get rid of this yep. and and that's what you fasted from yeah and you come to the end of the 21 days and you're like man i'm going back to that yeah <laughs> you know yep what what purpose was the fast yeah yeah and i, I think um i think I, I, that word is is it purpose mm. find the purpose in it you know we, we went through something hard you yeah. know and every time you go through something hard the the value in anything any struggle that mm-hmm. you go through because i know that you know god is always going to allow us to go through hard things if at the end of it it makes us look more like jesus mm. Because that's the greatest value, you know. That's the greatest value we can get to is is that we have we have progressed in the process of sanctification that the Holy Spirit's doing in us. That that we have we have gotten to the end of that struggle. It was not in vain because God's word doesn't come back vain, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or void. But we we want to step into that and say, well, God, what in this time of struggle are you doing in me to get me to be more like Jesus on the other end of it? Mm-hmm. And then that becomes the value, yeah. you know. Um, and, and we can look back, and at that point, you look back over the battle, the the the, the valley, and you see, oh, I know where the victory is. Mm-hmm. I see where the victory is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it's those things in life that become, you know, I think the greatest, you know, jewels or treasures in our life. Yeah, because we've said this about a number of things. Yeah. We we talked about the the pandemic in this way. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing that could happen is we come out of this unchanged. This, yeah, abs- that is absolutely the worst thing. Yeah. Because then you were just hungry. Yes. <laughs> it was just a diet. Yeah. Right. And and, and that's kind of where I was going when I was telling the story about going to the Thai restaurant in the sermon and uh my vegetable dish came out with some chicken on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yeah, I had, just, a, yeah. I had a couple pieces and I was like, and I'm going I do want I do want you more. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's about the purpose yeah. of the fast, and not checking off the box of the fast. Yeah. Well, and and I think the worst thing we can do, and we talked about this, the worst thing we can do, is come to the end of of the fast and just say, I'm putting everything back like it was. I'm going to do everything, and, and like for the next couple of days, I'm going to just gorge myself on whatever I, I denied myself of or whatever I put aside. If you have a reservation at Golden Corral yes, on right. Sunday. That's right. <laughs> and I'm not saying that at the end of one of these fasts, I didn't go to a Chinese buffet after they were done. I don't know. I, you may have That done may it. have happened. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and I, we look, we've, like I said, we've all made fasting mistakes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> I promise you that much. Yeah. And 
and let, you know, let's be real about our our physical bodies. We're not we're not ready. If you have been fasting from food, yeah. If you've been fasting from sugar, if yeah. you've been fasting from carbs, whatever it was, yeah. your body is not ready for a gorge. It's not. No, it's not. Your spirit is not ready for a gorge. Oh, amen. That's yeah, good. It, yeah, it's it's compounding. Like it's mm-hmm. not just your your physical body, but like it will affect everything. Um, and I think that's you know I th- again being conscious coming out of this fast saying, you know, what, how do I want to position myself for the rest of the year? You know? Um, and gosh, if we, as, as, as believers in Jesus, followers of Jesus, um, if we could get to the point that we realize how valuable these spiritual disciplines are in our life, you know, as far as spending time in the word, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that we take advantage of the opportunity to speak to God in, in prayer, um, fasting even implementing fasting on a regular basis mm-hmm. man the i think the strides we would take in the church in taking ground for the gospel would be unbelievable it it would be another awakening that's what would happen in the church one of the questions that i thought about during the message and i, I just forgot to ask it was yep. is there anybody who has been fasting mm. and praying that regrets it wow I mean, wow. I physically feel better. Yeah. I emotionally feel better. Yeah. Spiritually, yeah. I feel more connected to God. Yeah. There have been times in the silence of not having a TV on, the silence of oh, yeah. not having social media in front of me, yeah. where I will just sit and listen Yeah. and be quiet, Yeah. not praying. Yeah. Lord, say something. And... And I really do feel this connection that I would not have had right. had I not been fasting. So mm-hmm. if you look at it that way and you can say, yeah, I, I don't regret fasting, why wouldn't you make it a part of your regular rhythm? Yeah. Well, and it's funny. So I'll tell you a story. Um, Isaac and I were talking a couple of days ago, and he was kind of reminiscing, which is it's really cool to see, again, the power of the church, um, you know, and I, I've got... I've, I had the opportunity to see my own kids experience this, mm-hmm. that they've gone through fast with, with the rest of the church. And they, they don't know, really remember a time that we don't fast at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about like past fast that, you know, we've gone through and, and he still goes back to, I think it, the very first fast that we did as a church. And he was young at that point. Um, and he remembers during that time, somebody had a birthday party. And he was fasting from sweets, you know, so he got mm-hmm. rid, he wasn't, he wasn't eating any sweets. Somebody had a birthday party and he, uh, you know, they brought in the cupcakes and he, he didn't eat them because mm-hmm. he was fasting from, mm-hmm. from sweets. Um, and he came home and, and was crying. He was like, dad, I didn't get to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And, and I told him, I was like, but what do you get to be a part of? Mm-hmm. I know you had to put something away and, and something had to, had to be, you know, sacrifice you know it had to be something had to go away but what did you gain in this you know and we talked through that and i asked him you know would you would you trade going through these fasts that you've gone through and the progress that you've made and the understanding of christ just to have some cupcakes and he was like well no dad you know i would not when you put it that way (laughs) right Right. yeah for for sure but yeah I, i think that's the perspective is is not only has he has he seen his faith in in God grow, his relationship with Jesus grow, but he's 
what's what it's produced in him is he realizes that in Christ he can he can endure hard things. He can go through hard things and um and then come out on the other end even with a sense of gratitude um that that my the greatest value in life is is my identity in Christ mm. and nothing else. So Out, outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, this has been a really good episode uh, of the Grow People podcast. Pastor Chad, thank you for thank you uh, coming in today. It was fun. Uh, we really appreciate our student ministers, Dave Arbogast oh, yeah. and uh, Jeremy Whitehead, uh, joining us today, talking about the things that are really cool. And again, if you have students and they're not here on Wednesday nights, like I said on Sunday, not taking advantage of the help that yeah. God has brought you and your families to make sure they are here. Our producer is Chandler Elder. Chandler, great job today. Uh, our head of doctrine and theology is uh, named Theologian. See see what I did there? I see that. Yeah. Uh, our chief evangelist is Salvation. Um, our backsliding prevention officer, of course, is lukewarm. Um, our translator oh, is Lexi Khan. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Our uh, lineage specialist is genealogy. Our director of Swedish witnessing is Bjorn again. Uh, that's very funny. Uh, <laughs> our, our overseer of Godfather ordinances is Fredo Baptism. Our reformed theology advisor is Calvinism. Uh, our director of holiness is Mortification. Uh, our staff counselor is Les Moody. And our chief of tithing is Jenna Rossity. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Some of these are just, well, apparently all of these are just for me. Uh, if you want a transcript of this show, just write down everything we say. And as Pastor Jason <laughs> says, we don't want to take his line, but we're going to have to repeat his line. Trust God and take it out. There you go.